Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me, unable to mute his mic, Liam Baker. Bonjour, I was taking my hoodie off. Ah, oh, fair enough. Um, we don't have Ben today, so you won't hear random kitchen noises and nose blows and all sorts of things like you normally get with Ben. Um, but we've uh, we've replaced uh, Ben with, um, I would say, two two people to replace Ben, but he's only half a person really anyway. So like we're we're like, I don't know, square root, not a square root. I don't We've know. got a net profit of half a person. <laughs> net profit of at least one, one and a half people. Uh, so first of all, joining us from the depths of Cornwall, we're hoping that his hamster doesn't get too tired. It's Chris Burnett. Hello there. Hello, mate. Um, and also joining us is WTC judge extraordinaire, um, all-round uh, good guy from somewhere vaguely south of Birmingham. Uh, it's Toby Harris, is that right? It is. Absolutely. Good evening. Hello, mate. Um, so I keep bumping into you at events that are further south than where I live. Um, you are, are you down near Bristol, kind of away, or between Bristol and you somewhere in that middle bit between Bristol and Birmingham? Yeah, pretty much. So um, it's Worcester. So oh, Worcester. About, yeah, about half an hour south of Birmingham and about an hour okay. to Bristol. So yeah, slightly near Birmingham. So. I've even been in Worcester. Has it got a castle? No, I'm afraid not. No, that's Warwick, isn't it? Yes. That is a very good castle. Actually. It is. It is a good castle. They've got uh, cool birds. Okay. Um, and a trebuchet. Um, <laughs> interestingly <laughs> enough, I, 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 should, I should warn listeners that we've been talking for about 15 minutes before we started recording, and it's all gone a bit kind of demob happy. So um, you might have to bear with us for a bit when we go segue off into unimportant things. Like I knew a girl that worked at Warwick Castle. She was one of the people that walked around dressed in costume and told you stories about ghosts. So there you go. Um, Spooky. Bit of a cool job. The kind of job you think when you're a kid, that looks cool. I'd like to do was that. Was she your boo? No. no. Just, yeah. you, know, you know, men and women can be friends with each other, don't you? This is a... Yeah, no. That's a big ask for Liam. <laughs> he struggles to be friends with himself. Pump and dump, guys. Pump and dump. Liam, stop it. Right. We've got a few bits and bobs to talk about today, and we do have some X-Wing content. So the reason that we've got Chris on is because he gave us some interesting feedback about a couple of our last episodes. So we'll we'll dig into that a little bit Um in in a little bit about what kind of what he said um as a result of what we said um and then we can have a bit of a chat about it so um yeah if you want to get on the podcast then it's a really good way is to is to call us out on some random crap that we said and then we'll be like well come on and argue about it then um and then we'll all end up agreeing so it's all good um but first of all we're going to go through (laughs) doubt (laughs) press f's in chat to doubt it's fine um we're going to go through a couple of um events that happened uh, over the last uh, bit of a while. Um, So first of all, we did forget in our rundowns over the last couple of weeks, a couple of our long-term listeners who are friends of the podcast and friends of ours because we play with them a lot and we see them at Element and and the Sith Takers and all that kind of stuff. So first one that we missed out was Tom Candlin, who won the Leeds uh, Geek Retreat Store Championship. so I think I believe he went four and zero, but he wasn't able to attend, so he passed the invite down. So there's a, a an asterisk um, against that one, but um, yeah, Tom won the event by going four and zero. So well done to him. Um, and then the second person we forgot to mention was Chris Burnett. 
um, who didn't at all get his little lip out and send us a little huffy message about the fact that we'd missed him out when we were going through our store championship rundown. But uh, Chris won the Plymouth store championship. Well done, Chris. Since you're here, you can take our plaudits. Thank you. Thank you. What what what, what did you win with? Was it was it Han? I did use Han. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also used pretty much the same list. I actually beat Bartosz with as well. Just to, I'll throw that one in there. Just um, throw that one in there. The only yeah. person to beat Bartosz at UK Games Expo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just in that in one. round one before he went undefeated to the end of the tournament and won it. But you beat him in round one. Well, exactly. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. You're only as good as your last result against a player, which means that you're better than him. Exactly. Fact. Uh, there you go. So yeah, you no, use the whole you use the whole Oakland thing, don't you? Though rather than do, the, yeah. the the more common version. So, um, do you want to just quickly run through kind of what you're using and why you think it's better than the kind of the four ship hand ver- variants that we see more commonly? Uh, yeah, so I use uh, Trickshot, Bistan, Perceptive, Covalent hand. Um, I believe uh, I get more value out of Trickshot because I have learnt and now aim up shots going through rocks so i tried mm-hmm. without using trick shot but then found i was actually doing myself out because i was actually a i was actually lining up more trick shots than what i wasn't um it's not something i play for but it's something that i've got my eye dialed into now so, when it happens it's good yeah basically um i then have uh, boy luke because he's just well as has been mentioned a few times he's just good value for five points yep as a well yeah uh don't need to go into that I then use <laughs> exactly yeah. Um, I then got Sabine with best guard plating in the mm-hmm. tie fire, and uh, then I've got uh, then that's where it gets interesting. I've got Keo with Duke and vectored cannons, mm-hmm. and then I've got Holock and uh, boy version. Okay, so he's the Y wing who has an APT and yes. a droid that lets you boost or focus. No. Uh, oh no, lock or uh, do it. No, he's got heroic or whatever. Here, he's something. No, not yeah, heroic. he's. Well, you got, go, you go. Yeah, gone. He's got hopeful, which means That's that if it. someone else dies, he can get a focus or a boost as long yep. as he's not stressed. Um, but he has got a unique astromech, uh, yes. which means that whenever he does an action, which is any action, he can then take a red target lock. Yeah, and he's got two charges on that, and he's got an ability that means you can. If you've got no enemy within range one to two, uh, then you can recharge your charges for one of your charges for free. Yeah. Which either could be his APT or one of those lock charges again, um, which also works at range zero. So, yeah. And it's three points. Yeah. And it's three points. Yeah. So he's a lovely three point um, torp carrier who, if you target something that's not him, he can either boost into a lock and APT you haven't already got a focus, or he can focus into a boost if he's already got a lock. Um, yeah, basically. Sorry, focus into a lock if he's already at range zero and he hasn't taken a focus already. So essentially, he can double mod um, an APT if you shoot one of his friends. And then he can zoom off and do it again in a couple of turns after yeah. he cycles back out. Or he can jump in front of you and just double mod, and then you then have to make the decision of do you try and kill him or do you accept the APT? Yeah. Um, so I've had quite a few people either boost or barrel roll out of arc, which has then put them in a worse position. And so I haven't had to get and haven't actually used it, but it's then made people have to make decisions. Um, and the more decisions you have to make, the more chance you've got of making the wrong one. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting variation, and I think it's a identifies that there's a lot of options in 
in Rebels outside of, you know, you, you take Han and there's one choice in in Han, which is do you take Trickshot or not? Um, yep. And then there's no choices in Luke because he's a standard loadout. And Sabine, you can pick Lone Wolf or Beskar, or there's other stuff you can take as well, but those are the two most common cho- uh, choices. But you've got then those two three-point slots that some people put Fenrau into at six points, um, and some people put in two A-wings, but you've put in that um, that Y-wing. So um, vectored cannons is a great call. Um, it's something that I think Brendo um, has been banging on about on a couple of Discord servers that um not sure Duke is the best option, um, but I understand why it's there. Um, but yeah, I can see vectored cannons on Keo is one of those things where you kind of, in the systems phase, you decide, do I want to side slip or do I want to rotate my cannons or am I going to rotate my cannons and side slip? You know, you've got all of those choices for different things that you can do. Um, um, if anything, so. for me, actually, uh, it's actually making sure that when it goes to my planning phase, I'm not stressed. Because mm. if I didn't have vector if I have didn't have vector cannons, I could do a, a focus and then boost or something like that. And then okay. I'd be stressed. And then if I've used my force, I then have to make a decision of going, do I clear my stress or do I regain my force? Mm-hmm. Which is a lot tougher decision, which is then why I go with the vector cannons, because then I've always got that option there. And you can still boost in the system phase and then yeah, I could to, boost into a little block, yeah. like a boost yeah, so into a side well. Yeah, yeah. Where you so end up more... stressed, but with your force back. And yeah, blood. and so that's that's my theory behind it. And then I use Duke because then it forces me to take the correct action to make sure Keo stays alive. Okay, that's my <laughs> that's my thought, that's my thought decision yeah, tree. Like, so, yeah. I get um, I get Duke. Like I've been using Lone Wolf and Concussion Missiles as my kind of favorite keel build when i fly it um but i don't think there's a correct choice i think it depends on the way that you f- that you fly it so interesting cool well, well done um, thank you was it a four zero or was there a cut uh it was a cut i was three one uh i Proper. lost one round i lost one game obviously on the way through yeah uh, to a really weird interesting imperial list which i'm sure you guys are going to enjoy looking at which is that one uh a double decimator and a gauntlet yeah. oh, nice. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at that while we're talking about it then. So, who was flying that? That was Pete Yarwood. Uh, Vinder, he came yes. third. Um, so, let's have a look at this. Captain Hark with the child clan training, Beskar reinforced plating, contraband cybernetics, then Rack with Dauntless, Minister Tua, Palpatine, Agile Gunner, and Seismic Charges, and Morna Key with BT-1, Darth Vader, Moff Jergerod, and Marksmanship. Right, I don't understand most of this. Toby, you fly gauntlets. What's going on here? And Desi's, yeah. So th- this was kind of what I was expecting to see in terms of upgrades. Moff Jergerod is just hilarious on big bases because you're getting a system phase boost with all of them. They have to go the same way, left, right, or straight. But, I'm, Chris, did that cause you any issues? Because it's probably fairly hard um, to guess, or did you? Or was that not what was doing the, doing the work? Uh, it did do some work. Um, it was just more of an annoying thing I had to account for, to go, yeah. okay, are all the ships going to be there, or are they actually going to have moved? Um, so it's just no trying to think out whether I was going to get whether I was the one going to be bumped or whether I could try and get bumps in. 
So yeah, it did make planning yeah. harder. Yeah, Hark's pretty cool as well with the um, side slip instead of staying still. You can get some uh, some nice moves around rocks and stuff with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you know, Hark's I think actually pretty good for six points. Um, with the upgrades, he's got a lot of nice three pointers like clan training. Beskar's good. Contraband also means you can do weird stuff on the side slip turn. Child's just solid value to make make them focus him instead of your um, Dessies. It's just a lot to chew through, really. Um, no Death Troopers makes me sad. I love Death Troopers. Bombs on, um, yeah, bombs on big ships as well. With that system space boost, is very funny because you can boost and then drop a seismic kind of rock that you didn't think you were gonna have blow up that turn. Um, yeah, Vader's great. I don't think that needs any major discussion. Palp's interesting. I've not been too high on him recently, but I think he is. Yeah, probably fine when you've got all these likely unmodded shots running around. Yeah, there's a, a lot of force in a list in that in that list. Like, yeah, every ship is using the force. Yeah. yeah. Um, Warner Key probably doesn't have force because Star Fader's probably just either stripping a token or doing some freebies. Um, oh yeah, but, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. There's a lot of there's a lot of very um, reliable damage coming out of all of those ships. Um, yeah, none Thank of them too. are none of them are a good target to shoot, which is how I found. Um, yeah, and because you go think oh yeah go for Warner Key, but it's always reinforced. Sometimes double, right? Yeah, she's the one that can flip one front to back. Go yeah, back that's to front, it, yeah. Isn't she? yeah. 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 She's got marksmanship too. Beware of that bullseye. Um sorry. One point filler, yeah. One point filler, it's it's yeah. all good. Um I mean, yeah, that's it's interesting because you look at that list and you think, what do I kill first? Because like you have to kill something. Mm-hmm. I suspect that he probably lost one of the Tagum kind of scenarios where he just doesn't have enough ships and doesn't have enough actions to, you know, he, keep ahead. But he was actually undefeated all day, was he? So in the same breath of as that, Rich, he occupies a lot of board space, so you can't get to the objective to tag it. So he tags it once, and then it's just a problem for you. Yeah, that's true. So so you may not have that many ships, but at the same time, you can't do a lot with the. Uh, the real estate, the real estate on the mat. He yeah. was undefeated all day until you're. We need to mention this, by the way. Your top four. Yes. Both top four games drew, one sixteen yeah. sixteen and one eighteen eighteen. Yes. Wow. Play, played to draws and both both went to the final on road. So that list lost to uh, Smitho, whoever that was. Mark um, Smith. Mark Smith, who was flying two jump masters. Oh wow, scum list. Two ju- Teltravura and Dengar, Bosk in a Z ninety five, Ahav in a modified mining guild tie, and Lee Mackay in a Y wing. That um, might be Ahav's greatest matchup of all time. It's yeah. a, a <laughs> yeah. three Ahab red dice, four green dice tie fighter. Amazing with trick shot as well. So you're getting big guns when you're shooting these zero agility desis. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- this is an in- this is an interesting um, event for interesting lists. Like this, this genuinely is because you know you've got a lot of um, I say a lot of stuff that y- you kind of expect to see. So you know, um, John Vickery 
uh, got cut with you know 4x and a y from resistance we've got quite a bit of han floating around as well um quite a bit there's two three three, three sorry yeah three uh, and yeah, there were 16 there were 16 people at the event that's no way, yeah 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 <laughs> that's a fifth um, you've got and then you've got you know a couple of um first order kind of the five ship things that we we've talked about in the past we're going to talk about a little uh, a little bit as well but um it's really interesting to see those two very 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 different to anything that we'd normally see lists in the top four so um i mean you played against um mark smith in the final i did yeah that will have been a, a matchup that you hadn't pre prepared for i guess no i hadn't um and i looked at it and i had to take the decision of where i'm going to get my points from yeah. and i decided that dengar wasn't the one where i was going to get the points from um because i knew that getting allowing him to get double taps wasn't going to be wasn't preferential to me um mm. so i actually went for the other ships i ended up killing tell instead just through sheer circumstance of how tell landed in in range of my guns but i um actually chose not to double tap with han a couple of times just not to shoot dengar yeah. so then he could get the so he could get the return fire okay and mark I'm played sure. a good game he had a he had a good day yeah cool it's one of the plymouth regulars so yeah. Um, awesome. Like, so we've we've now talked through your one, Chris. Have we have we done you justice now? It's it's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. You, I you knew got, you guys because had interesting scum lists and uh, interesting imperial lists. So yeah, it was really good. Like, thank you. Just for, just so happened that you won it, eh? Well, it's a bonus for me. <laughs> <laughs> and me. <laughs> I actually like it when you do well, Chris. Thanks, mate. No. Look at this. It's a big big old love in. Going there we on. go. Right. He loves it when he gets a compliment from his real brother. <laughs> oh God! And then he ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're going to move on to the next one. So Liam, you ran an event begrudgingly last weekend. Um, and uh, some fella won it by, let me just check, six victory points, having yeah. tied on strength of schedule. Toby. Congratulations on winning the Board in Brum Store Championship. Oh, thanks very much. Um, yeah. So you you like like two people went four and zero. If ever there was a an event that was crying out for a, a top two cut game, I think it was possibly this one. So uh, twelve tournament points each, four wins, no losses, no draws. Strength of schedule one point eight eight each. Victory points over the day, you scored six more victory points than uh, Andy. So, um, kind of shout out to Andy Cameron for coming the closest of second that it's possible to come. I think. Oh um, yeah, definitely. He had a great day as well. So um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, so you've taken have, having tried a little bit with scum and declared oh. it to be rubbish. Um, you've gone with decimators and all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. Do you want to quickly chat us through your list and, and why you made some of the choices that you made, including yeah, that tie heavy? Absolutely. So um, as Chris kind of alluded to when he was talking about that uh, scum list, uh, double taps are pretty good. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a hand hater, I must, I must confess. So I was never going to go down that route. And I've been trying veteran turret gunner on Chirpy uh, recently been going pretty well you can position him in the middle of the board by turn two or turn three and he'll be double tapping quite nicely um ruthless is another kind of key part of that where 
I've got two three-pointers and a two-pointer, a little bit like um, in the kind of meta rebel list. In fact, the points break down exactly the same. So it's a seven, a five, two threes, and a two um, with the most efficient points that you can get at those um, numbers, I think, basically. Um, Hubble, I haven't really seen much about him. I tried him for the first time in uh, Gloucester where I went three and one in the Swiss and lost in the cup, but with a slightly different list. Um, and the only tuning really was to add Ruthless to him. Again, getting that academy in there. If you have an academy at range one and Ubble at range three with your list, most people aren't going to bother shooting the academy. And the number of times it just yielded two, uh, two extra hits for the cost of two damage, but on the um, Ubble double tap, or double tap, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> with sync lasers. Because you, you move with them, you target lock, and then if you're going first, you engage, you get your calculates, and then you've got two kind of triple modded shots if you include the target lock, the calculates, and the ruthless, and the fact they don't get the range bonus. So for me, just a really efficient five-point beat stick. Um, as Tim can attest to, he killed him first in our game. Most people want him gone. He's only won a jersey. He's got no shields. He does go down quick, but it's a, similar to Dengar, but I think just a little bit better. Plus, mm -hmm. you don't have to shoot him. You can shoot um, the Desi, who's going to take a damage card, unsurprisingly, or you can shoot either the Bombers or even the Academy, and he'll trigger. Um, range yep. not to two is a huge area of effect, so that's fine. And yeah, um, I won't say much about the Bombers. They are very standard. Um, same, yeah, the Academy... It's not particularly standard, but it's what I want at one, uh, two points, an initiative one that can just get in and block, cause all yeah. sorts of problems with people. And then that comes onto the Desi build, which I've been flying something similar to this on and off since mid 2.0. I love Vader. I love Death Troopers. I love that combo where if somebody's on one health, they can't escape. They're lower initiative than you and you just get on move, rotate, Vader you, done. No, no worries, no rolls, just... You take a damage. That consistency is really good. Um, yep. There's more stress in the game now because of all these bumping focuses. And if you crash into the Desi, take a red focus, I'm like, fine. I'll either bump you and do any action I want because I'm dauntless. And then next turn, you've got to really fly away and I can do what I want. And Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in, in the final game against Steve, he had a one point, one health Lulo um, left. And he had to fly away, had to fix his crit. And I was like, okay, I'll move, rotate, Vader. No worries, that was the game. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Troopers is one of those that's, um, like, I've seen people genuinely put baffle on key ships that shouldn't take baffle just so that they can't get screwed by Death Troopers. Um, yeah. You know, in a, in a just in case I come up against that um that decimator build um it's interesting mm -hmm. you've got vtg instead of like agile but i guess it, again that's a how you're flying it choice like if you're if you're trying to skirt around the outside edges vtg has absolutely no value whatsoever because you're just going to be shooting the yeah. board edge um but yeah. if you're ramming it in the middle and just kind of shoving it through then you know people splitting up for objectives and stuff as well you can that's it yeah maybe yeah get the shots out if you can say an assault and they've got one of their uh, back corner ones where they've deployed the two pointer to grab it, you can set yourself up coming into the board at 45 degrees, like head dead for the center. And 
they will often come behind and around the back. There's no bombs in this build on the Desi, which I think would be the only thing I'd potentially change, but I don't I don't think there's the points for it, given what I've got. But you can get a shot on that on that lead two-pointer and then shoot out the rear. For example, against Steve, another um, great example was he sent, um, he was playing resistance, he sent his uh, snap, boosting snap in the X-Wing round the back, boosted in to what he thought was going to be fine. Desi moves and it just has a range one shot. There's a bomber lurking around at range zero of snap, so just do, you know, fade it, just do a ruthless damage. Um, so yeah, veteran turret gunner for me and the way I play, because you want to encourage the furball with this list because things to get damage cards, which means bubbles double tapping, things all over the gaff. So you've got death troopers punishing red focuses and you've got um, barrage bombers at the back. If they take damage, you double tap. If they don't, they just... They do what they do so efficiently for three points, which is two to three hits. I don't have uh, Jonas. I don't. I don't like to fly the bombers as a block. I like them to be able to run off, especially if on the turn after the engage they turn away, and then they drop their bombs into the mass. People are doing blue moves to try and get rid of death trooper stress or try and get away. Then they'll be flying into bombs. So, yeah, it really favors that kind of central engage where you can get yeah. You know, not not turret gunner shots on the first or even the second turn, but when people fly over the Desi, then you just get shots out the front and back. And it's worth saying, actually, I think I had the kind of jousting configuration of the bow tie out the front and back for pretty much the entire day. I think I rotated maybe once or twice the whole mm -hmm. time. It was literally just, I'm going to fly at you because I have 16 health and I have Darth Vader. So deal, deal you, with me. Deal yeah, with me. Yeah, you, you couldn't. The number of times Vader, because Vader is one of those things where it, making your opponent make the choice is never a good mechanic often because mm -hmm. they just pick the thing that's best for them. But when it's so free, you know, like I've, yeah. I flew like a moron and the engage against Steve, put the Desi on a rock, but he had two range zero shots and I evaded him and he, he took more damage than I did because he just didn't roll any hits. And mm -hmm. I invaded him when he's at range zero. So bailing me out um, big time. Um, yeah, yeah it's, the, the other it's, thing I think is is interesting, and I'm I'm a big believer in concussion bombs. Is that you've like a lot of people take ions on Major Rhymer, but you've taken concussion bombs oh, yeah. on that bomber. Um, yeah. So once you start the bombing run, you keep going. But yeah. it also means that he's not going to be followed, and probably two of them are going to be useful. One of them you just kind of drop, but you can if you're going to turn away and you think you're not going to get a shot um, because he's moving at quite a high initiative. You can mm -hmm. drop a bomb, turn away, and then reload. Um, take your disarm token and then not have to drop next turn because you've got all your yep. bombs back. So, um, and concussion bombs are, are mean things because they go under uh, shields. Potentially, They're horrible. Yeah, yeah. They're really horrible for me. Ion, Ion is good. And I, I would begrudge no one from taking Ion. It's just, this is a list about doing damage, you know? Um, yeah. I, like to, to play against, um, Steve's like resistance kind of, you know, three X's of Y wing and A wing. It was just brutal. I was Chirpy did you know eight damage in one turn because he rolled hit hit eyeball blank out the front reinforced to a crit ruthless a damage onto the tie fighter four shoot out of the back roll three hits in a blank ruthless to another hit you know that's good red dice but it, it shows the potential that the turret gunner gives yeah. and then if Ubbles double tap that turn already you, you're just throwing so many red dice around and you've got a lot of health to back it up so it's I mean, a it very turns yeah, it turns out it's a good way to win is to throw more red dice than your opponent. It reminds yeah. me of a, a list 
Actually, I think at the beginning of 2.0, maybe, which was just basically a whole big bunch of um, cluster missile, single model cluster missile A-wings, where you basically just yeeted everything forward and stuff had to happen, like there was a sequence of events, but it basically meant that you were firing something dumb like 24 red dice in the first engagement. And it was like, I might not have many mods on these, but you don't need mods if you're throwing that many dice because something will stick eventually unless your dice go really, really badly for you. Yeah. Um, and it does, you know, you throw that many red dice, your opponent's like, yeah, it's all unmodded or single modded. It's like, it doesn't matter. Eventually, I'm going to show paint on this stuff. But, and cool. that, that's um, why Ruthless is so good, just quickly, because you can bump, you can be double stressed, you can have iron tokens, whatever. You will always, there will always be something, some little Imperial ship knocking around that you can go, yeah, I'm going to bully you, I'm afraid. Like, I sacrificed. And just final little bit of synergy is that because both of the ruthless ships are I-5, this did come up in a game, in fact, two games, where if your opponent's also I-5, they kill the academy. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's not coming off the board. And then I get to shoot twice and double ruthless the academy I-5. So you're overstacking the damage like that old um, Black Black Squadron Ace this used to do. Yeah. Um, so that that came up. It helped me kill Kylo because I basically traded the academy for Kylo by ruthlessing it three times. Um, mm-hmm. So that was pretty sweet. But yeah, nice. Um, I just want to touch on Andy Cameron's list because we kind of almost glossed over it because it was um, rebels. But um, this isn't something that most of our listeners will have seen before. So three components of it are probably right. Okay, whatever. So you've got Han Solo with trick shot. You've got Luke Skywalker, Battle of Yavin. You've got Sabine Wren with Lone Wolf. Um, so um, then with the six points left over, he's not taking two A-wings. He's not taking a Y-wing and an A-wing. He's not taking Fen Rao. He's not taking any of that stuff. He's taking Ezra Bridger in a gauntlet with Clan Wren commandos. So there's more shots um, on the board. Uh, marksmanship, filler point, contraband, cybernetics, and Knight Brother. So the, the, the combination here is basically Ezra can stop, be stressed, he then gets his ability due to being stressed. And Knight Brother, then, if he does a white move while stressed, gives him focus so he can spend a couple of turns um, kind of staying stressed and still getting loads and loads and loads of modifications. Um, Clan Ren Commandos. I, I love Commandos. I don't like how hard they are to play with on the board, but I, I love the idea of them. Um, and giving strain to people is always good good way to deal with three agility ships. Um, and Gauntlets are great things to see, so... Um, yeah, it would have been an interesting um, game between you and he had you played that fifth round. Um, I wouldn't like to call that. that. Um, yeah, the uh, I did speak to Andy about his list actually, and I think the um, the logic behind the Clan Run Commandos is the boards are very congested, and particularly big ships. If you can uh, tag team two strain tokens on a Han or um, a, a Gauntlet, for example, and you do see them around. Removing that agility is really painful. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think personally, you know, in in the matchup, had we had we had it, it would have been less of an issue, just because I'm more about hold and green dice. But yeah, I think yeah, it would have been a really tough game either way. Um, I don't know if there's any implicit uh, advantage there. It would be how well I can control the um, proton torpedoes. I think they're the the backbreaker for that one. Yeah, yeah, there's also the the scenarios huge because he's got two oh, big yeah. bases and and uh, you know you've both got a little objective runner if you decide to play that that way with your tie fighters. But then yes. yeah, you know you've got more consistent damage and yeah, uh, it'd be interesting. I I can't 
head sim that. Um, I, I, that. There's too many variables to what could happen. Um, so cool. Um, so well done. Thank you. That was it. really interesting. Like because they're both very interesting, very different lists as well. So um, it's great to see stuff um, that's not. Um, I'm gonna just yawn and say the American standard, but you know, a little bit of shade, <laughs> but not not intended in any way other than with love. Um, because you know we are seeing a lot of kind of the same stuff in in tournaments, which I get because you know if you get to go to one or two store championships and you're trying to win an invite, you're going to take something that you know is good rather than messing about with something that might be good but you're not sure. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, it, how many did you did you do, Toby? Was this your third or fourth store championship? That's a good question. Third, I think, and yeah. I t- I've taken a tie heavy to every single one for my sins. Um, no, you haven't. Uh, you have I not? Took, oh no, no, that doesn't count. You took mining guild ties to the element one. one. Remember? <laughs> yes, I remember. You had that fun. Was... You had fun. I I will say that I did my duty as a quote unquote friend to Liam by bringing him so he could win. So I'll steal <laughs> yeah, his valor. I'll steal his valor. Yeah, so, you, had, yeah. you had a good time. I, I did actually, yeah. Elements of Great Store and the games were over quite quickly so I could enjoy the ambiance. <laughs> nice way to think about it. Um cool. We're gonna skip on to the next one then. Um so well done to everybody. Um just a, a brief mention to Seth Taker Tim, who uh, came in fifth, uh, went three and one with his Republic disgusting clone nonsense. Um and to everybody else who was on there. Um so uh, great to uh, see uh, twenty four players. Yeah, 24. It was 25, but uh, because I didn't want odd numbers and people paying money to have a buy, I selflessly dropped out to help Adam run it. Yeah, which you then promptly didn't do, but yes. Uh, No, I did all the judge stuff, and to be fair, I was the only one who accessed the long shanks on my phone, so my, (laughs) my, my equipment was being used. But I did also get a game because uh, one of the players dropped and yeah. Lynn was packing up his stuff. I was like, have you not got an opponent? He was like, no, someone's dropped. That's how clued in I am. I didn't know someone had dropped from my own event. <laughs> uh, and I was like, get your stuff back out and I'll give you a game and Adam can do the last bit of it. Uh, we were more than prepared to run a cut as well. We had time. The only reason we didn't do a top four cut anyway was because of the uh, time limitations of the venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was it was nice to be able to get a quick game in and at least get a win in. So wait a minute. If you could run the top two game, why didn't you play the top two game? Uh that was down to the uh, the two players agreeing not to play it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, Andy couldn't go, so there was uh two worlds. So there was he wasn't really playing for anything at that point. Um Yeah, I did he said, Do you want to do you want to effectively split the prize? And I was like, Well, yeah, I suppose. I don't mind. Um I wasn't particularly fussed, so yeah. So are you are you coming to are you coming to Chicago then? Uh that is certainly the plan. Whereas he awesome. he could not commit to it at all. So um yeah, cool. as you said, it would have been cool to have an outright winner, but we we left the uh the generous store credit prize to whoever was top on tiebreakers and um yeah, I think I actually did score more than ninety over four games. But that just that's just a testament to how aggressive I was playing. Uh, mm-hmm. No game went to time, and that's an average of 22.3 mission points of 
a game. So I was being, yeah, I was finishing up, um, clearing up each each map as aggressively as I could, which was uh, very fun, a very fun way to play. Just absolutely <laughs> gunning for it and damn the green die. So I'll just roll lots of reds and see where we end up. Roaring forward, doing a full murder on everybody you could see. It's all good, man. It's all good. That's it. Um, all right, we're going to talk about um, there was an event in Krakow, uh, in Poland. Uh, so uh, it was run by um, Bartosz, but I don't believe he played. Um, but there you were see him on there. 42 players. Um, so he's already got a world's invite. So I guess there was uh, a level of, well, I'm not going to play and take it off somebody. Um, so 42 players, which is huge for a store championship. That's that's incredible. Uh, I think it's a, a sim- signal that they didn't get as many um, store kits as they were maybe hoping to get um, on continental Europe. I know we got far too many probably in the UK because um, every th- everywhere is running them and stores are struggling to sell 16 tickets where Poland's getting 42 players. So uh, they ran uh, five rounds of Swiss followed by a top eight cut. So they had a full full day of X-Wing. Um, so the winner in the end was um, Oscar Ice, who is um, somebody that we know from online play. Um, so he plays in the Sith Taker, TTS leagues and stuff like that. Um, he was using Resistance. He used Ray, Eloastinia, and Numenzori Bliss. So it's a list that we've seen around a little bit. Um, so it's the heroic version of Ray. Um, and then you know, a bunch of resistance standard upgrades scattered around the other ones. Um, it's uh, it's an interesting list, and we know that um, Ray hits like an absolute truck. Um, so the player that came uh, top of Swiss was Pieter Zablocki. I probably butchered pronunciation, but I'm doing all right. Um, he flew a Rebel version, which was, um, I think this is a version of uh, the Han kind of thing that we've seen Ollie flying a little bit, which is Han Solo with Hera in an A-Wing with Swarm Tactics, then Luke Skywalker and Bodic Avenge. So the, the idea being that you Swarm Tactics Bodic at a six, so that her double tap happens without the deplete. Um, but you can also Swarm Tactics look up so that his top goes off at six as well as a as a possibility. So um, so that went 5-0. and oh. That was the King of Swiss. Um, and then lost, I think... In top four, yeah, lost in top four. So, any yeah. thoughts looking down those lists, guys? Liam, uh, can I say how revolting it is that top eight? I was just about uh, to say exactly the same thing. It's wild. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, so, I mean, players that didn't uh, make that top eight were um, Old Para, who a bunch of people will know from kind of he's been around playing first edition x-wing and like invented paratani which is why it's called paratani um from version one so you know he's a an old list architect from back in the day um who came back he just started playing x-wing just before the uk games expo um and i got to play him in i think it was round five or something when we were both kind of in scrubsville um but he's obviously um continuing his charge um so he he did a three and two didn't make cut but and yeah, looking up that list, there's a lot of people there who do very well in the um, in the Sith Taker leagues and in Poland XTC teams and stuff as well. So um, Indar's there, who's our current. Is he one of our current top end? No, that's Illy. That's Illy. That's somebody whose name also begins with an I. 
Like my brain's gone the mush. Different nationality yeah. altogether, Rich. European, um, unlike us. <laughs> um, so what were you? Um, <laughs> what, 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 what were you going to say about that? Um, about that that topic, anyway. Uh, five out of eight of them take Falcons. Yeah. It's just not fun. Is that is that is it only five out of eight? So there's seven out of eight are rebel or resistance. And two of which are taking uh X Wing slash Y Wing mashup. Yeah. yeah. And the rest are taking Falcons. Yeah. There's a there's a Desi there and the came second. Yeah. Good so to see please, it. Please miss Jal, um the only bad guy in um, in the top eight. Um, trying to bring order to the galaxy with um, Rack Countdown is an interesting choice with Shield Upgrade, Ruthless and Disciplined. Uh, then Tomax, Major Rhymer and Deathfire as a bomber. So um, a yeah. little bit of an interesting set of combinations and a more what I would expect to see from a Rack build without VTG. So Agile Gunner, Gauntless and Baffle, um, which is a it's a solid Rack build. Certainly. Um, but yeah, Countdown's an interesting choice because his ability basically means that he's like the perfect crate carrier. Um, so he's almost ideal for that. You know, you pick one up, you can still use your free boost, your ailerons, because it's not a boost action. Um, and then you can do a three straight. And then the first damage that you take, you cancel it all and take a hit. Um, so you can get rid of random crits that hit you as long as you're stressed. So uh, not stressed. So yeah, it's, um, it's a bit rude, a bit rude. I am going through all the first order lists, of which I think there are five. Mm-hmm. And all of them are five ship apart from one. Am I right in that? No, apart from two. There's, there's which a six have, uh, gone six. Yeah, there's yeah. two six ship ones. The one I do like the look of is it finished in 38th <laughs> out of 42. Is Kylo in the Whisper. And then it's just TIE Fighters and Bombers. Nice. But the bombers yeah. don't really have a lot on them. It's a bit disappointing. Yeah, so Scorch and Dread bombers, Malorus, Galak, and Midnight, and then Kylo Ren and Whisper. So Ace Mini Swarm, nice archetype. Um, there's a little bit of different stuff around it. He's got a First Order Ordnance tech with Plasma Torpedoes on Dread as bomber. I have no idea what any of that does. Hang on. You let reload into Target Lock or something from memory. Nice. Let let me dive into my mind of Yasby. Yeah. Oh, reload I, into I was going to say, let's not go too deep. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Toby was faster than you, Liam. You can stop thinking. It's fine. I didn't um, even think to go on Yasby. I started going onto a Discord server where I know they've got the bot. <laughs> I thought oh, you were no. going to re- reach for your cards and start flicking through. One second. <laughs> I've got it just I don't here. even know where they are. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's good to see like upgrades that you, you know you typically just discount because, like, oh, well, you reload, which gives you a disarm into a lock, whatever. You know, um, I suppose it's one of those things. If you're flying away, you can do that if you've already shot your your torps. But um, so yeah, I mean that's crazy. Like, um, there was a thing back like in version one and early version two where you'd kind of look at the some of the Polish store champs and like bigger events and be like what is going on with the meta over there and then you would pick stuff out that was just absolutely bonkers but worked like you know proper hive of list building industry a bit of a boiler room as well um 
just looking at what Opara was flying, because he's always been a bit of a list-building genius. Fa- Fenrau and a Fang. So he flew Scum. Jumpmaster Dengar. Rogue-class Starfighter Dirge. Rogue-class Starfighter Cad Bane. Four-ship list. Um, bit of notorious on Dengar to punish you if you decide to shoot him even harder. Um, lots yeah, of stuff that. to keep you alive. Notorious with um, double taps is something I've been trying to make work for many many moons since uh, since the very first days of 2.5 because when Zam was very cheap that was quite a good combo because you notorious them then reveal your condition and shoot them back with the free re-roll and they're getting one fewer defense die so that's a nice combo to see oh man I've just looked down his results so he went 3-2 and two, but the two games he lost he lost 13-12 and 21-20 um, against um, against Blaze, Mischel, and against Indar. So against like two of the the guys who obviously finished, you know, really really strongly yeah. in the event overall um, by one point. So yeah, that's that's rough, man. That's well yeah. rough. His strength of schedule is one point nine, which is uh, pretty ludicrous. Yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. The only people with higher strength of schedule was first to third um, in Swiss. So yeah. Um, Cool. Yeah, that was a great, great, looks like it was a great event. Um, so, uh, well done again. Um, so that's Krakow. Berlin. Oh, let's go to Berlin. This is like Eurovision. That's amazing. Um, so, Berlin uh, was, we we trailed it a little bit. So, Yanis and um, Jonas, who come to the Sith Taker Open from Berlin, um, were uh, running this one. Um, so I believe that they've done some streaming and they're going to do some uh, post-production. They're going to try and do some post-production on stuff. Um, so uh, again, the, the German community doesn't really go in for real names. So we're just going to go in and say it was won by Han248 with a resistance list, which he hasn't uploaded to Longshanks. Han248, you are a pariah. Um, and I'm going to get um, Janis and Jonas to elbow drop you off the top rope for being rude and not putting your... Uh, your list in, um, but well done anyway for winning with resistance. Um, we'll talk about the guy that came second. His list was Republic. It was Luke seven thirty two. Uh, oh no, he flew Padme arcs with Anakin. So we've talked about that list a lot um, in the past. Um, but it's worth pointing out again. This is thirty four players, um, and it's not thirty four cough cough asterisk players. There's thirty four players who've played four rounds of X wing and nobody's dropped. So. Um, looks like a really good, looks like a really good busy day to be honest with you. It's really good to see, um, and uh, yeah, I have no idea who it is that's playing here apart from like literally the two names that <laughs> mentioned that I recognise because I know who they are um, because everybody's got little happy German pirate internet nicknames. So um, yeah, I mean. I was going to say, should we look at the top scum list? What's he got? Well, just want to point out the top eight. There are only two non-rebel or resistance lists in there, which is yeah. sad. But so Dengar you know, makes an appearance again, and Fen. Dengar and Fen. So, so many people have been kind of ragging scum down for a long time, saying it's the worst faction, it's in the worst possible spot. But it seems that when people who enjoy using scum are actually taking it. They're starting to find stuff that works. So you have got yeah. the, the the Bosk I'm helping 2.Z95. Um, you've got Fen and Dengar um, with, you know, 
whatever loadout they put on, depending on how you're flying. This Dengar's got Lone Wolf and, you know, Agile Gunner, so that if he has to rotate to get a shot, he can always get his free rotate back to front to, to switch back on Punishing One. Um, and then it's got two M3As, which is interesting, the, the Skicks, which we used to see a lot of, but not so much anymore. Got Leighton with Elusive and Heavy Laser Cannon. So Leighton's the one that if you miss her, she gets a free evade token. Um, and then Quinn Jast, which I can't remember what Quinn does, but has you elusive and proton rockets. Reload. Um, you can do a, effectively a free reload action, I believe, at okay. the start of combat. So, but it, it's for any. I think it's for any upgrade. So you can do some weird stuff with like crank shot and whatever. But um, yeah, I, I think the M3 is a really good value for three. Um, yeah. So at the start of the engagement phase, you may gain one disarm token to recover a charge on one of your equipped upgrades. Okay. So. Um, you can, yeah. People have been reloading rockets, which is what um, this person's gone for. And yeah. you can reload elusive as well if you're playing defensively. So that's quite cool. Yeah, you can fly away, reload elusive without having to do a K turn so that you've got your yeah. token as well. Um, and then come back into the fight next turn. Um, Something after else given that's up chasing cool you. is uh, burnout thrusters on Fen so he can do the, um, the slam. Yeah. And. Uh, use fearless um so yeah because he's rolling five dice oh no i've got a deplete you're still rolling four dice with fearless um yeah quite a cool little combo yeah or just escape when people turn on you you can instead of being like oh no what do i do you can just slam and not be involved in the fight yeah um it's really good Mm -hmm. yeah um interesting um it's great to see um a scum list um doing well so that came fifth um overall so just missed out on the top four cut uh so it was four four rounds cut to top four um so they followed the guidance um but yeah top eight was um as you said um six of the eight were rebel or resistance um and we don't know what the resistance list was that won but um i suspect there's a a lot of t70s going on was that the weird lando list is this that was it was that but the weird I've, Lando list that won? Yeah, I have a feeling it might have been this one. Uh, that I, was the only list that wasn't entered. It was a weird Lando list with a load of Y-Wings. Okay. Oh, nice. There we go. <laughs> Wish we could see it now. Yeah, I was <laughs> trying to find it in the Discord earlier, but I couldn't find I couldn't find the post. Um, okay. Well, if it was, then Hero, hand 248. I take it all back. You're a legend. Um please put your list in so that we can have a look at it and talk about it. But yeah, Lando plus a whole bunch of Y-Wings. Or if somebody can send us a link to it, we'll talk about it another day because Lando is one of those ships that I've always looked at and gone, there's probably something there. I'm just too lazy to find it. Um, right, cool. Next one. Before you move f- on. Yes, go on, Chris. Of, of the Resistance and Rebel hating, because I know you mm. love it, um, there is only actually two Falcons in those, that we know of anyway, in those yeah. resistance and rebel lists. So of the top yeah. eight, only two of them have Falcons in. It, it must be said, Chris, we don't hate rebels and resistance. I'm a big <laughs> fan of rebels and resistance. Um, there's a certain amount of eye rolling because it's common, but this is what happens when you get yeah. into a solved kind of, well, not a solved, but a, a settled Storm no, Champs season meta is that you see the same list over and over again. So um, the last event that we're going to talk through, there might be some more eye rolling here. Um, was in Mexico. Um, so it was uh, in El Duende. Uh, it was won by Carlos Jaeger, which is a name that I recognize maybe from the XTC. 
Um, so I think he plays on the XTC team. Um, he was flying Rebels, and he was flying Han, Fen, uh, Luke, and Keel. So that um, kind of east coast of America, early doors, Han uh, kind of let's all shoot stuff. And then Keel's got Duke. Um, so it's a, a lift and shift of that list. Um, second place uh, was uh, Beto Diaz uh, flying First Order um, with my newfound fame of being terrible at flying First Order. Um, Lieutenant LeHughes with Advanced Optics and Proud Tradition and Gunner. Uh, Malarus with Magpulse Warheads. Kylo with Instinctive Aim, Concussion Missiles, Optics. Um, and a Brilliant Evasion Scorch with Optics and Marksmanship. And Blackout with Proton Torpedoes. So those will be some mean old Proton Torpedoes if he gets them going through a rock. Um, although I would expect different loadout on Blackout. Um, but I can see that Proton Torps are just a little bit scary. Um, when you're doing them at I five, what what do you reckon to that list, Liam? Well, I'm looking at it now, and whenever I see Lehuse, I always miss a two point Revis because yeah. that is effectively one ship, and it just sets itself up over and over and over. And you've normally got double mods on both. Uh, but I mean, it seems fairly solid. I think Kylo Whisper is a shoe in in almost every list and I'm seeing a lot more blackout now uh, but yeah it's kind of a mix of new and old from the first point iteration well the last point iteration of uh, FO and what we've got now mm-hmm. so it's nice to see uh, it's not something I necessarily run uh, I also don't agree with Magpulse on Malarus I think the clusters are just too high value but that's just me if you can get them off, right? I mean, it's really difficult not to. <laughs> you have to work really hard not to be able to get them off. Um, so there was a scum list that finished fourth and went three and one, but they haven't put that list in. It's the only list that's not been submitted. Um, I mean, a 16-person event and uh, literally half of the lists were rebel. Um, so, you know, then you've got four Imperial. So eight Rebel, four Imperials, and then a scattering of everything else. Uh, I mean, there's only one resistance list that came third. Um, one scum list, one Republic list, one FO list. So, yeah, it's a bit, like, very kind of weighted. I don't know, maybe that's just, you know, because that's, that's OG. That's OG, like, Rebels versus Imperials, isn't it? Going on a lot, which you can't be mad about. But there've been a lot of mirror matches in that in that setting. So Carlos has clearly flown his way to victory quite handily, um, with eighty victory points across four games. So to go back to Toby's, that's an average of twenty victory points per game. So he's been. It's okay. Yeah, not bad. Comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I I like I like that as a metric of looking at the victory points by the number of games and being like, oh right, this person's got four wins but only seventeen victory points. So that's all been really low scoring tight games and. You know, oh, that person's got 784 victory points over, you know, four games, right? Okay. They've clearly just been doing a murder on everyone. Um, so, yeah, cool. Uh, so, well done, Carlos. Um, congratulations. Um, so, we've come to the end of our rundown of the store championships that we've got links for. Um, if we've missed you out, we're sorry. Um, let us know and we'll mention you next week. Um, and it's Tim's fault, not mine. Um, so, 
<laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about this um this feedback chris feedback is welcome by the way i'm i'm messing about when i, I say anything yeah. otherwise because you know li literally we we live and die on improving when people tell us what we're doing wrong or what we're doing badly what we could do better so um yeah. if you think we're doing stuff rubbish that we didn't used to do rubbish then let us know um chris called us out basically for the eye rolling and the um the uh, rebels uh, just winning it again and said well what would you do to beat it so we thought about it a bit and then i thought do you know what i'll get chris on and he can tell us what he would do to beat his own list so chris <laughs> wow okay <laughs> no no i'm i'm being i'm being mean i'm being mean like so i mean i think the first thing we do is we we think about the the stuff that han does well now toby you mentioned earlier on that you're a han hater what is it that you hate about han other than his charming smile and his slightly laissez-faire um, approach to consent. Well, well yeah, I'm, <laughs> it goes without saying that that is a, uh, something I'm not a fan of. Um, uh, to be honest, it's not. It, it, it's just that it's, it's everywhere. It's making the game slightly homogenous. Now, I think, you know, actually, I think the kind of waves going the other way a bit. We've seen some scum doing well and you know, as uh, Chris pointed out, it's actually not always all Falcons. And just going back through that Mexican tournament, there are a lot more X-Wings on the table, which, yeah, I've got a lot of time for. Sure, they won't... Sure, boy Luke is just way under-costed, so everyone's going to take him, and that's fine. I, I don't really have any issue with people taking what they think is a good list. It's just, it's mm -hmm. really not my style to just pick... Um, the most efficient thing now i know people say oh you took the three-point bombers and you know that's that's a fair criticism you know you've got to have some efficient things in this but um yeah I, I just i just don't like the kind of um prevalence of him i suppose i think it, he's he just shouldn't be seven points I, do, I don't think there's any argument that he's fairly costed at seven points and you could put him up to eight with the same loadout and i think people would still take him it's just I, it's also not just Han. I think that, um, you know, as again, Chris has shown, there's plenty of good three efficient three point options. I mm -hmm. think it just feels to me, as someone who doesn't play a lot of Rebels, so, you know, I'll put my, hold my hands up and say that, that with Rebels, you're not often building a 20 point list, you're building an eight point list because you've got Han and Luke or Han and Fen, or it just seems there's so few building blocks in Rebels, particularly. That might be unfair, and I'm not going to live and die on that hill. It's just how it feels to me as someone who doesn't play the faction all that much. But yeah, I don't hate Han. I think he's very consistent. And I remember when um, back in 2.0, Han and Jake were good together and were taken just because he's an I6 with a boost that you can mitigate some, uh, you know, consistency issues because you're re-rolling all these dice all the time. And you know that was a bit of a different list, but it is consistent. I think. Bistan's quite a an interesting card just because it gives any ship with a turret that kind of double attack, which is interesting. Um, but no, I, I, I'm a hater of just because I see it all the time, and yeah. I just think it's, it's really efficient. It's not interesting. I think that's my opinion. Obviously, it's the it's the hipster thing, isn't it? It's that everybody's oh, yeah. doing it, so I don't want to, and I want to see oh, it fail. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 interesting that you say that because um, I think. Uh, so the, the the Padme arcs list that Paul Heaver kind of developed in America, which is now kind of taken out everywhere, he developed that directly as a response to Han. But he didn't just develop the list as a response. He also developed a board state. And you can 
see or hear him talking about that on one of the old Gold Squadron podcasts, along with diagrams and, you know, kind of drawing on maps and saying you put rocks here and you set up like this and blah, blah, blah. Um, So, I mean, there are clearly ways that you can counter Han um, and there are lists that can counter Han, but I think the the burden of execution is always on the person who's brought the counter list because if you get something wrong, then as you said, Han is that consistent piece that can win you games. Um, where you know you might lose a game because somebody plays a great game with a counter list, and that's fine. Um, but you'll come across a lot of counter lists that aren't flown well. So, Chris, yeah, you fly Han. Um, I do. He's not infallible you do need to fly him well this is this is something by the way that i have to point out i don't use han when i use rebels because i'm crap with falcons and he dies all the time or he does nothing he flies around the edge and keeps eight points but doesn't win me anything and i lose anyway um you have to be good with han to win um but i mean what is it when you're putting your hand down on the board what are the kind of lists that you see see across from yourself on the table and you think oh this is a hard one what what's what's the faction um, maybe that that kind of spikes your nervous? If anything, actually, one of the recent ones that have been worrying me a bit more is um I'm seeing a bit more down here is uh, the four X and Y or mm-hmm. resistance five ship jousting block, mm-hmm. um, or even um, FO multiple bombers to a degree um, because the amount of firepower they can put out, and if you can pin hand down. Especially in my version, where um, I you really say don't... FO bombers, uh, no, um, Imperial bombers, I meant. Oh, Imperial bombers, right, right, right. Yeah, with like barrel rockets and yeah, then having a Vader running around and then something else. Um, then it's being able to pin hand down because it's essentially with my hand, I don't really want to boost unless I have to, because um, then I don't then get to use Bistan. I then and then I'm stressed, so it's easy for an opponent to, in a way to predict where I'm going to go because I'm going to do a move and then take a focus. So you don't have to worry about me repositioning, but I've got to be planning for that knowing as a hand player, I've got to be planning for that knowing that you're going to know that. Yeah. So I've got to try and put myself in position where I've always got to get out where I can go fast if I want to. Um, so I never really forward arc because that's just bad in my, from the way I use hand. Um, yeah. My joust hand, hand dies. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's well. That's one of the things that yeah was mentioned on that Gold Squadron thing was that you know they they were seeing a lot of Han plus things being used to joust, right? So he was lining up with Luke and Fen, and basically they were kind of cruising across the board and firing, you know, three shots at I six and then a shot at um, I five from Luke Torp. And that was basically wiping a ship off the board before they were able to do that. Um, where I think we see a lot more broadside hand, like where you're battleshipping around the outside yeah. of the board while the rest of your ships are kind of furballing in the middle. Um, so, I mean, obviously there's a difference between how you use your Falcon. Um, but I think like the point that you make is that those hyper-consistent double-modded three-dice attacks, so the resistance joisting list has kind of re-rolls and focuses on pretty much every shot and they're usually shooting at i5 with swarm tactics in in the most common variant um you've got the bombers that are shooting at four and five with 
Vader or Odessi or something that's also shooting at five um, or six. And then you've got um, the other thing that's really consistent is the First Order. Um, kind of yep. that, um, that cluster missile nonsense where you've got the one at the front. Is it Whirlwind? Whichever it's called, yeah. it gets a million focus tokens and you're basically chucking out like uh, seven attacks from five ships or eight attacks from five ships if you can get your range control right um, on it. Um, and if you can catch Han with, with that kind of thing, then you can basically kill him or drive him so that he has to just spend the rest of the game just running away and taking plinks from range three um, at you because he's he's nearly dead if he doesn't just leg it. Um, yep. I guess the problem is that with there being no half Sorry. points, um, you can't. If you risk going all in on Han and you don't kill him, then you never get those eight points because they disappear, um, and you can't catch him again in the like. Because we're still getting like five or six, seven turns per game. So if you spend two turns not killing Han and then he disappears, it's like Boba Fett. If you don't kill him, there's no point in starting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's making sure that you put, as a hand player, you've got to put your hand in a position where you can maximize the damage output from him. Because especially in my five ship list, he's one of my main damage dealers, but he's also one of the, he's got one of the biggest targets on his back as well at the same time. Yeah. Um, so it's making sure I can leverage getting enough damage out while making sure I've got an escape route if I need to, or to try and soak up some damage. Cause at the end of this day, there's no point in him dying on full health if I've, Got like if I've lost everything else, so I want him to take some fire, um, to leverage his hit points because that's that's a thing that he's got. That's something there to to utilize. They're a resource, yeah. um, and so then it's trying to do that at the same time. It's 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 not just a case of just flying in and or just flying around the edge because that's not going to win you a game. It's com it's combining everything, um, and then that goes into my list choices as well, which mm -hmm. then play into that. Yeah. So like. It's it's interesting because yeah. So the, the the like the key points that we have to take away from this is that Han is good because he's seven points. He's got enough loadout value to get exactly everything that he needs. You have a choice that you need to make if you want to get engine upgrade or if you want to get trick shot or, or whatever. But you know there there are a, a a set number of choices that you can make. But there's some default picks, which is Bistan and Perceptive Co-Pilot, um, and the title. So you, you get those. Um, I think as Toby said, it then sits with Luke, who's a, an amazing follow-up shot because he's an I-5 um, with a double-modded proton torpedo into the thing that Han has already targeted. Um, and then, you know, whatever else you're putting in with your eight points is then kind of following up into that. Um, I think, so Han is good. Han is good with the things that he's got because his, um, his loadout is perfect and his... Um, options are kind of set um but if you get him wrong he can just die like so if you get your turn zero bad and you don't leave yourself with exit options for where you set up and where you take your turn one into then you can get caught and you can get killed um but there's a risk obviously we're looking down these tournaments we're seeing a lot of things where han is doing well we're seeing them where han is winning but we're we're also seeing them where Han is not winning and where he's coming second um, or where he's coming, you know, winning uh, winning Swiss but losing cut. 
um, or whatever. So there are other things. I mean, Liam, I just wanted to to come in to talk to you because you won the Element Store Championship First Order. And I think you flew against Han, flown by very good players. So, you know, there's no competency issue going on with the Han players that you were beating. But like you beat Tom Reed in the final. Was so, it? Uh, so round three, oh, round three, yeah. Round three, I played Sean Milligan. Yep. Uh, where he was using Han, and it was round four. It was Han against Tom Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you flew against. So Sean was using basically the same list that Chris has talked about earlier on today. Um. And then Tom was using. Was he using the, the Fen one, or was he using Han Luke? Uh, Han Luke. Using, was he not using Poe? No, that he was no. using Poe at WTC. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah, so the way I won those games, uh, Sean was ignore Han. I mm-hmm. took the other 12, uh, 13 points of that list and just beat it. And I just hit it as much as I could. Uh, I don't really see the point in investing time in Han because yep. he's seven points, which isn't a lot of points at times for the amount well it's a poor return for the amount of resources you have to invest to remove han and that includes your standard maneuvers uh your positioning uh your actions you've got to do a lot right to get rid of han uh, against a competent player uh, mm-hmm. i got lucky against tom because I don't think he expected me to go so aggressively into the middle, which is where he put his hand. And then I just started to hit it because I had four or five shots onto it. And I think he left that engagement with, I think it was three hull. Uh, He also had a fuel leak. uh, And he had chopper to make sure he could get his action still. So he ended up taking the damage from the chopper and I left it for a turn, sort of like took some opportunity shots into other things. And then uh, there was one mistake that Tom made and that was not committing at Von Reg. Yeah. Uh, so because he didn't commit Luke towards Von Reg, that meant Von Reg was just doing what he wanted and managed to get a crit result into hand to uh, finish him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that isn't a game I'd look at trying to kill Han again. It's just the opportunity arose and I felt I had the right resources to deal with it in that instant. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I had a bullseye with Kylo in the Whisper, obviously. So I was just, every time I was getting a face down damage, I was like, I'll spend a force, you can flip that face up. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that is a large base going into the middle where there's rocks. It's, uh, it's interesting, like, um, and just to come kind of back to Chris and just on Liam's point, like he said that he often just ignores Han and gets the other 13 points out of the list if he can. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so he gets the other 13 points out of the list if he can and then gets the seven or eight points he needs to win from objectives. Did you find that when you play with your Han list that you tend to win the games where people do go for Han but fail? Um, I lose games when I lose Luke. Oh, who's that, Mister Rich? Yeah, I lost Rich. Rich glitched. He was getting too positive about Han. He was. Take the wheel, Liam. 
Yeah, so what what do you hate flying against? I was just coughing and dying <laughs> and I press I press disconnect instead of mute by accident. Apologies. I'll be on mute oh, for a second. Enough. No, that's no. fine. As long as you do it quietly, we're all happy. So yeah, um, I was just saying I lose more games when I lose Luke uh cheaply and easily. Um I find I have to really manage Luke uh a lot to be able to actually then make sure I get the win. Um that's that's the one chip I really have to manage. Uh, if if I lose Han, I have lost games with losing Han, but it is normally, like you say, it's it's one of those investments in time, um, which is one of the reasons why I've gone with uh, Duke and Keo, actually, because then it makes Keo a lot harder to kill, because I used to have A-Wing Wedge, who was easier to kill. So um, yeah. that's, that's one of the reasons, and that's what another reason why I have Hull, because although he's a Y-Wing and he will die, He's a wiring of eight hit points, so it takes at least two or three shots, like two very good ones or three shots to kill, whereas an A-Wing can die in one. So it's all about trying to suck up resource to shoot my stuff. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be the first to admit, every time I've got an early kill on Luke, I've won that, I've won that matchup. Uh, and I think it's fairly known within the X-Wing community that when Luke rolls green dice, he only has greens with one focus though, uh, focus resort on because the amount that boy blanks out it is absolutely unreal. And seeing Luke on a board, I know it's a double-modded proton torp, but obviously when I'm running first order, that's something I can negate. Yeah, uh, I feel like getting rid of Luke leaves you with one big hitter where you can kind of predict where he's going to go so you can move away from that area and limit the usefulness of Han and then start hitting the uh, the smaller ships like the Kios, the Sabines and stuff like that. Uh, but if you've got a fairly competent Han player that's got even a half decent turn zero, I think it's always an uphill battle against that list. Um. Uh, like Han is allowed to be good. I will state that there and then. Like Bobu was good for ages, and he's had his time in the uh, in the limelight and everything. But I think eight points is fair because then you can kind of justify the investment you need to make. But it's just that seven points and getting everything. I think that's where I kind of have the issue. Yeah, uh, I, I also think the issue is yeah. exacerbated by the fact that this Han has been around since day dot of this points iteration. So with previous metas, we kind of stumble into new things a month in, two months in. But I think having this hand around from the very first instant and the very first opportunity makes it seem like a bigger problem than it might be. That's it. Well, I actually um, picked up the list at the tail end of the last point cycle when Bartosz used a uh, boy hand and then a load of A-wings, if you vaguely remember that one. Um, yeah. And that's and it was an evolution of that that I think he obviously evolved um, when we both went to, um, well, uh, the Birmingham. Expo. yeah, to the expo, and we both came in with very similar ideas as it happened, um, and then that's then how we both did with that event and then how we progressed from there. But obviously, a lot of other people have seen it, um, and it, I think it's combined. It's a combination of factors. It's a combination of a lot of the first order is still there, but they've maybe been tamed, toned down slightly in a few places. Um, hands obviously popped up a bit more. Um, and then you've lost scum 
they they've kind of just dropped off. Uh, CIS haven't got the double fire sprays anymore because they would still be an issue. Um, and it's it's a combination. It's like anything. It's always a combination of factors that then a lot of his maybe natural counters have maybe been knocked off the top. So which means then he's even more effective at the top. Yeah, I think going by your CIS point, I think the reason they've dropped off is just the the amount of large bases we're seeing now. And obviously one yeah. of the key pieces for CIS at the moment because of how cheap he is, is Sunfac. And if you're running large bases and you've got Sunfac, you're flying a 15-point list and you've got five, point of, five points just trying to survive. Yeah. Um, those, those, um, those arcs, which were everywhere for a short period of time, basically scared Sunfac out of the meta because there's three ships that he doesn't want to see in that list and then another ship that if he gets the wrong end of a road roll, Anakin just ruins him. In fairness, if Anakin's anywhere near Sunfac in the board after setup, then you've got to look at the Anakin player and ask them what they're doing because you, you don't put Anakin anywhere near an Antex because it can just murder him in one shot. But yeah, it's it's like what's happened to Sis is interesting because at the start, there were a few people that did well with his lists and then they just vanished. Um, the win rate just is, is pretty terrible. But um, like, I think... Re- re- Rebel Resistance and First Order are kind of the three strongest factions. Then I'd put Republican Scum on and, and Empire kind of in a bracket. And then says after that. Um, but I think Empire is like yes, the yeah. sleeping. I think Empire is the sleeping giant because it can do things. But I think people who would be able to do stuff with Empire are kind of opting into not the easier. I don't want to say the easier, but the 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 less variance ridden version. So like Empire has a lot of three greens if you blank out you die ships which are really really good but sometimes they just give up the points um and things like the rebel rebel resistance and first order lists are a little bit more forgiving um of that variance but i know that's just how it feels to me i don't know i mean toby you think a lot about empire you play a lot of empire Mm -hmm. um do, do you think the empire are kind of just off the top tier at the moment in terms of faction i think yeah, I, I think they're not at the top because they have efficient pieces. So the barrage bombers are definitely good. I think they are, for their points, maybe the most efficient. Because if you look at, um, if you compare mine and Chris's list, for example, he has the A-wings, or the A-wing and the Y-wing as his three-pointers. I think, to be honest, I think points for points, I'd rather have a barrage bomber with saturation salvo because it just... Not only does it match up well directly against A-Wings and other filler ships, it's just so consistent and it has bombs. It just kind of does everything I want it to. But again, the only three agility ship I have is the Academy, and he's there as a blocker, not as a, you know, if he dies, he dies as two points. I really don't care. It's, and people don't shoot him anyway because I'm always I'm engaging as one force. Um, mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I've got twelve points protected by a single green, a single green die. So it's not. Um, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to move away from that. I, I love interceptors. I love tie fighters. This evening, I had a couple of casual games where I had Inferno squad with shield upgrades, and it made a huge difference. But they're still, they're still not in the same um, power level, Full I block. think, as as others. So. Um, yeah, I think imps are good. They have some really nice pieces. I think, yeah, I'll be interested to see um, what happens with the barrage bombs, actually, because I personally think 
something needs to change. Uh, I I would put up barrage rockets themselves or um, saturation salvos, come all the way down to two before it's finally being used. It'd be a shame to see it go completely, but it is a bit of a can be quite an unpleasant upgrade to play against. You're like, oh yes, I've rolled my two evades, two, nasty two evades. It's like, no, no, re-roll those, please. Um, <laughs> And, you know, it's it's a fairly low bar to entry as well, because either you always take them or you don't. There's no decision. And I think that comes back to what I don't like about Han as well, is that the loadout choice is trick shot or engine upgrade and chopper or whatever. There's no there's no real mix there. And, you know, this is all this is all about the list building portion of the game, which is my favorite part. So I definitely take the point that he's, he's by no means unbeatable. and. Um, as we've alluded to earlier, that he does die if you shoot him. He's a one of dirty ship at the end of the day, and you can you can mess up with him big time. So it, it's not so much that he's unbeatable on the table. It's just I really like seeing new and interesting lists, and I think if there's something that obviously good, then it just takes away a little bit from that. But um, yeah, I, I think I think CIS. I I can't make a fun list with them at the moment. I've tried, and just nothing really stands out to me. Um, so yeah, I'd say that on the bottom for me. I mean, there the thing that I do always feel like I need to say about um, about Han is that when you're playing X Wing in the club and you've got half a dozen tables at the back of the room and there's a whole bunch of 40k people and somebody's walking around looking at different games, people look at a table that's got a Falcon and some X Wings on it and they go, Cool, Star Wars. Um, they don't say, what's this game? They look at it and they go, cool, Star Wars. Um, and kids walk past and go, I like X-Wings. I like the Millennium Falcon. I like watching Star Wars. Who's that? That's Anakin. Cool. I like the Clone Wars sort of thing. Having those familiar ships is really good for bringing people into the game. Having Han at the top of the meta means that if somebody comes and wanders around the thing, they see Falcons everywhere. They see TIE Fighters everywhere because of First Order at the minute. They see X-Wings everywhere because of Luke at the moment as well. You know, you've got all of these fantastic ways to get people into the game. Um, I think in terms of game, I'm going to say inverted commas, balance, because the game's never going to be balanced, and, and nor should it be, I don't think. But um, it's just that little bit, um, yeah, as you say, it's a little bit too... I think homogenous was the word you used earlier, which was probably a good a good choice of word, better than one that I could think up right now. Um, it's just too homogenous in terms of, you know, you, you look at some uh, tournament results and you've got fifty percent rebels, and those rebelists have all got handlook, and then something else. But it's all they've all got handlook. Um, so yeah, it's uh, interesting. Great great conversation that I think. Um, sorry, I nearly died in the middle of it. Um, but thank you, Liam, for taking over um, nicely. Um, when I spasm <laughs> so hard, I disconnected from Discord instead of pressing mute. Uh, so um, he raged yeah, it, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you know? Um, so <laughs> um, before I move us off completely, um, have, has anybody got something on the tip of their tongue they've been dying to say about this topic? Uh, and I'm just about to steal your chance away from you. Um, I was just uh, going to say because you asked, uh, sorry, Liam, um, you asked about how to beat Han. Um, yeah. Small rocks, and if you're going to take obstacles, um, take small ones. So his influence that he's got on the board is smaller because to get his ability, he wants to be near them, so you can control what area of the board in a way. 
uh, seismics, and if you're going to take obstacles, take um, take debris, because hands don't really want stress unless it's a chopper build. Mm. Uh, and whereas because they've got so much health, they know people aren't going to shoot hand normally anyway, so they won't actually mind flying over rock. But you'll think twice about flying over debris because then you're not you're going to get stressed. So small debris clouds is what you're saying. Well, I'm just saying it, either either go debris or small obstacles or both, um, depending on or your strategy. Yeah, depend- yeah. Dep- de- yeah, depending on your strategy as well. But they are they are ways of being able to deal with them. So, so what you're saying is is that my old Venny trajectory simulator seismic double tapping. I miss Venny. Build which used to be able to comfortably murder hands at any given point would be ideal, but they haven't yeah. given me a back yet. Basically. Cry, cry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Thank you. Sorry, Liam, Liam, were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, think, I think everyone's kind of covered it. I just wanted to moan some more, if I'm honest. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll get plenty of chances to moan again in the future, no doubt, next time. I've got, got a quick question. Go on. Wasn't there a seismic torp or missile in 1.0? There was indeed. As an action, you could blow up a rock. Yeah, um, I remember in, that. In the, exactly the same manner as a seismic bomb does. Bring it back. Like, two points as well. <laughs> what a treat. Bring it back and I'll... And I'll yes, seismic torpedo. I found the image. Two points in old money. Four points in... Well... Mm. I'm not sure what the exchange rate's like at the moment, but it's not no. it's not gonna be cost four points, that's for sure. No, it'd be the same as a seismic bomb, I think, but actually it might even be cheaper because it's opportunity cost of not actually shooting at somebody. Um that turn. A bit like jamming beam. Um maybe a bit more useful. Well no, no it's an action. It's not oh, is it an action? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. You just do it as an action. No, so, so you don't get your you don't get your modification, but you get rid of a rock. Yes. Yeah. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. Um, yeah, bring that back. Why not? Let's do it. Um, all right. I'll get cool. TLT. <laughs> oh, oh right. hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> oh, I think, no, please. Right. I think TLT would be no. perfectly fine in. The, no, let me finish. No, it'd be perfectly fine in the game if it was a two dice gun. Range two to just range two. So not range three or range one, just range nope. two. Just range two. But you can and shoot it what? twice and it's two dice. That's garbage. But you've got to modify it normally. Yep. And right. it can only do one damage? Yep. If it hits. Garbage. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, it's just it's not the same thing then. Brilliant. Okay, be good. I think it'd be fair. It'll be it's taking a exactly the amount I want it to be taking, which is zero. I agree. A, double t- a double tapping range two only turret, which is worse than dorsal because you can't get range one, and it's worse than ion because you can't ionize people. But it but would probably cost more than ion. You'd shoot it twice. You'd potential of doing two damage, but yeah. no ion. That yeah. definitely sounds like a suggestion by someone who plays factions who would never use a turret anyway. <laughs> With something like, <laughs> if you've got backwards. if you've got no accuracy corrector or anything like that, then it's probably <laughs> fair. Let's be honest. But tacticians uh, would be range two. Let's go. Range two, double stress. Keep yeah. stressing. Have some more stress. It's all fine. Every time I shoot you, have a stress. It's fine. Anne would hate that. Yeah, could you imagine? I was about I was about to defend myself about taking ships with uh, turrets, and then realised I don't think I ever have. There you go. <laughs> Literally never. 
Right. Um, I think we're going to start wrapping it up because I know we started late, but we've been going on. It's been really good content. So I've, I've massively appreciated this um, this this conversation. So thanks, um, Chris, again for the the uh, the spark um, for this uh, this bit of content. Hopefully, our listeners have enjoyed it as well. Um, I, I guess it's time to do shout outs. Um, if you've got any, Chris, do you want to shout out the whole of Cornwall? Uh, yeah, I will. I'll shout out all of Tin Squadron. Um, obviously we meet up in Truro at the moment on Thursday nights and shout out to uh, Plymouth for all the Dark Star gang for the event last weekend and then Curtain on Saturday on the this uh, this Saturday so I'm looking forward to that one cool uh, Toby you going to do yeah, some shout outs yeah just a quick one um, shout out to Adam for running a really nice store champs uh on the weekend so yeah that was really nice and uh board and brum's great venue as well so i was there too <laughs> oh god yeah and shout out to liam sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> liam do you want to do your normal shout outs yes uh i'm gonna shout out toby for winning and also getting me to element and back for when i win that one um shout out to adam for dropping the night before to judge the event um, shout out to everyone that turned up and the biggest shout out, shout out I want to do here right now is to Onyx Squadron who did a plethora of alt arts of which they did them as little booster packs and I, when I read booster packs I, I got it in quotation marks I was like yeah you'll just get a load and you separate them and whatever no they come sealed and you get the the endorphin endorphin rush when you open the packs and see what you've got Nice. It was like it was like I was opening the uh, Premier League stickers again. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. It was an experience doing that myself. But they they were stunning alt arts. Uh, he is also doing a wave two. He's also looking to do some dice bags as well. Uh, that will be my go to uh, prize support for events at Bib now. Like I I keep looking at them, and they are absolutely stunning. Uh, they've got a lot of coming out uh, from them now, so. I'll be definitely looking them for more prize support. And of course, because uh, I know he's going to call me out for forgetting, but he actually stayed quiet before I got there this time. And that's Tim for coming down to Bib and answering to the nickname Daddy Tim when I had a rules question that I couldn't quite answer. Oh. <laughs> that make you feel sick. Even even once, even when he quits being Tio, he still ends up Tio in. So. He's, he's a shadow Tio. <laughs> but it's much appreciated having someone like that in the community that you can just lean on when, whenever you really need to. Yeah, um, yeah I think we're in a good spot in the community that we've got so many people who will run events and help out at events, even while they're playing. Like it, it, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really good. Like we've got a bunch of people that can run events in Element to the point where the Sith take are open. We've got kind of five people volunteering for three slots and we're trying to decide who the two people are that are going to get to play because everybody's like, oh, I can I can run, I can TO, knowing that, you know, the rest of us will still be in the room and still be around to help with answering questions and stuff if necessary. So, um, yeah, we're all good. Ab, um, have I missed anybody out? No, I haven't. Just me. Um, I just shout out Ben, who's off being an adult today. So sadly, he hasn't been able to join us. Um, 
and uh, all the lads up at Element. I've not been down for a while because I, <laughs> I, I, I say inverted commas stupidly. Um, I decided to take a bit of a not not a like a proper break, but just like ease back on X Wing for a bit and play some Blood Bowl. I joined a couple of leagues, and joining two leagues at the same time is a bit too much. So now I'm having to play a Blood Bowl game once a fortnight which means that if I miss a Tuesday for Element at any point, it means it's going to be like three weeks before I get to play again. So um, I'm missing out again tomorrow night. I'm off to play Blood Bowl. Um, but um, yeah, I'm missing the lads down at Element. And it's um, like the scene there is just really consistent and and like busy. And it's great to have it as, a, as an ongoing thing. So yeah. Um, right. I think that's us done. Unless anybody suddenly thought of something that they want to talk about. like why Ahsoka's one of the best TV shows ever or something like that. But um Oh it is good. Yeah. Rebel season it. five is brilliant. <laughs> no spoilers, no more than we did last week. No more than we did last week. Um all right, so I'm just gonna say uh thanks very much once again to everybody and uh it's a goodbye from Chris. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Toby. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Liam. Doodles. And goodbye from me. See you next time. Bye bye. Stop being so weird. I will fight you in an octagon, child.